0: Hello, I'm Neil Leslie and you're listening to Tipping Point, a climate podcast with myself and Sean Accor from Two Possible Alternative Futures, where we speak to changemakers and experts about the dangers and impacts of a world tipping into runaway climate change and the actions that they believe can still tip us back the other way. Today we have been talking with Leo Donovan from We Ireland about the actions every household can take around the growing problem of what to do with our electronic waste mountain the 19 million gadgets that we throw away every year, and how the solutions in the electronics industry can teach us about changing Ireland into a less wasteful society. Thanks for listening. Delighted to be joined and talking today to Leo Donovan, who is the CEO of Waste Electrical and Electronic uh, Equipment. I think I'm right in saying, Leo, that's the, the full title. So uh, maybe you could start by explaining to us what we, Ireland, yeah, uh, is and exactly what it does yeah like we we use the abbreviated
1: name uh we ireland that's w treville ireland uh as kind of the, the the normal name but uh it means waste electrical and electronic equipment uh, and it really covers all the electrical waste that you have in your home that's really anything with a battery or a plug uh, we will recycle for free. The the organization itself is a is a non-for-profit organization. Uh, It was founded by the electronic uh, producers uh, in in Ireland way back in 2005 and it was set up as in response to a new EU directive that came out around that time uh, to look at how uh, producers could uh, respond to their obligation under the extended producer responsibility scheme Uh, and really it's where the European Commission are making producers more responsible for taking back and managing the take back of their products that they place on the market. So it's not just only electronics and, and batteries that producers are responsible But there are other waste streams that the producers equally have responsibility to organise, to take back. So it is quite an important initiative from from the EU. And then the Irish government uh, has a responsibility then to make sure it delivers on those requirements uh, by the EU directives. And we look after two directives here in uh, We Ireland. One is uh, obviously the electronic recycling. We often refer to it as e-waste. Uh, and we also look after batteries, and that's principally portable batteries, those typical AA batteries that you have in your products, uh, that we would have a responsibility for, for the take back of those. Uh, and there are EU targets that each member state must reach. For example, in the uh, electronic side of things, it's a 65% take back of what was placed on the market. And for batteries, it's currently but that will increase shortly uh, to 65% so we must take back 65% by weight of what is placed on the market uh, by the uh, Irish uh, producers and basically it's the average consumption rate then of the Irish consumer and that's our responsibility and that's why we are in existence. Okay, yes,
0: and since 2005, so obviously uh, this is part of the, the landscape for, for some time. Uh, people are used to, I think, recycling in terms of their green bins more so, but how aware or how good are we in Ireland then at uh, at recycling this type of waste and recycling batteries and so on? Yeah, well, pretty good. We, we got off to a very good start
1: in, in, in 2005. Uh, the key stakeholders involved here are obviously the producers, where they have the initiative, and they embraced it through uh ibec, the organization, the the, the business organization ibec, uh, and in there we had uh the what we call the white good producers, all the people who produce your kitchen appliances. You know, we have all the TV people, we have the IT people, uh, and collectively, uh, they set up We Ireland, uh, back in two thousand five to create, you know, a cost-effective compliance solution for not only themselves, but to make sure that the cost to the consumer is being minimized. And like when we went live in 2005, um, we had a visible fee of around about 5 to 10 euros on large appliances. At the time, I think if you were to get your appliance recycled, uh, it would have cost you 40 euros per appliance. So there was a a fantastic cost saving to the consumer when we went live in in 2005. So the consumers certainly embraced it uh, and looked at this as a next in service because we take back free of charge from the consumer's house. So when the retailer is delivering a new appliance to your home, uh, he will take back free of charge the old appliance. That's part of the regulations and the obligation under the retailer. So that's a fantastic uh, service for the consumer uh, to have their old appliance taken away uh, from, from their door. Um and the retailers themselves uh, at the start embraced it. And look, they have the, the visible fee, which was you know a nice information uh, for the consumer to make the consumer aware that look, when they're buying appliance, five, 10 euros or whatever the rate was. Uh is going towards this national take back program uh, and that they can participate by bringing back their materials free of charge. Uh, So the consumer embraced it. And then the other major stakeholder that uh, has participated very well well, is the local authorities. Local authorities run our local uh, recycling centers uh, and um, there are Most counties now have two to three uh, recycling facilities uh, dotted around their particular county, uh, making it as easy as possible for the consumer uh, to bring back their materials. And you know it's important to note that for electrical appliances and for batteries, it is free for the consumer uh, to take back their appliances and batteries to both the local authorities uh, and the retailers. I think the fact. That from day one, we made it a free take back service uh, meant that the consumer embraced it. You know, they could see the cost benefit of the program, uh, not to mention then just the actual environmental benefits and the importance of of what we're doing. So with the buy-in with the consumers, the buy-in with the retailer, the buy-in with the local authorities and the other stakeholders being the Environmental Protection Agency, obviously the Department of Environment and the National Producer Register, Uh, I think all parties got together well and embraced it and worked together. It was a great sense of working together from the people who were organising it, you know, and the promotion of it and awareness of it, you know, schools got involved, small businesses got involved. uh, And it was very much a collective uh, effort by the the people of Ireland and uh, the results turned out to be very good. When we started back in 2005, we had a a target of 4 kg per head of population to take back. Within a year or two, we were already collecting twice that, 8 kg per head of population. Nowadays, we're collecting 12 kg per head of population. So that benchmarks extremely well against our European uh, colleagues. And up to there recently, just a couple of years ago, we probably were one of the best, if not the best country for the take back of electrical uh, appliances uh, in Europe. We we work very closely with our European colleagues in a, in a forum called the the, uh, WE forum. Uh, and we share the figures we have in relation to the take back of, of tonnages of all the different types of, of electronic waste. So we're able to Benchmark well how how we're doing against our European colleagues and even though we're one of the smallest countries in Europe, only representing 1% of the population of Europe, we're highly respected at, at an EU level, actually so much so uh, that the EU Commission uh, came and visited us there, there a number of years ago because they recognised that Ireland was one of the best small countries in Europe for the recycling of electrical appliances. And France being the country that was one of the, you know, obviously a big country, and it also does a, a very good take back program. So our friends in, in France would be kind of the leaders
0: in the take back of electronic appliances around Europe. And can you give us an idea of the kind of tonnage, those kind of figures you talked about, 12 kilos per head of population, and tonnage, it sounds like it, it's a huge amount of waste that is that was otherwise or before this kind of uh, work was going direct to landfill, I guess, or... Uh, ending up in the environment anyway. We've seen, we've all seen kind of images of these kind of graveyards of old appliances, you know, in, in certain places, parts of the world. But can you give us an idea how much of this uh, is is generated each year, displaced?
1: Yeah, just to like, you know, we take back uh, on behalf of our members here in We Ireland around thirty eight and a half thousand uh, tons. You know, that equates to around about, believe it or not, about nearly nineteen million. Uh, units of of electrical waste. Um, it's a very big logistical reverse logistic exercise we do. For example, last year we would have taken back around about one hundred and twenty seven thousand fridges. You know, about two hundred and five thousand TVs, two hundred and three million, uh, fluorescent tubes, energy saving bulbs. You know, uh, and like when we talk about batteries. We're talking something like around about fifty four million uh the equivalent of double a portable battery so it's quite sizable of, of what we do and it, and it's extremely important uh that we do take back uh good electronic uh waste you know we we would have you know in relation to just iron itself metals you know twenty thousand tons would come back. You know, that's equivalent to around about three Eiffel Towers each year, you know, coming back. Uh, so you could imagine that material was not recycled and reused and go back into uh, the manufacturing of new products. Around about 84 percent of what we actually get back goes back as real raw materials, copper, aluminium, glass, metals plastics, all different varieties of plastics. So it's it's a hugely successful system in relation to getting these resources back into remanufacturing. There's true there's two main elements of, of why we're, we're doing what we're doing. And one is to gather up and collect as much of this material as possible so that makes sure that this material goes for a second life, uh, gets reused, and goes back into remanufacturing operations. Uh, The other part of it is also make sure any of the hazardous materials that might be in these products is properly treated. So not so much now in our new fridge freezers, but particularly in the old fridge freezers that were sold many years ago, they would have used the CFC gas as a cooling agent. Uh, That has to be now extracted from the fridge. And it's not only just the gas at the back of the fridge that has to be extracted, but it's the actual gas that's in the foams in the door have to be extracted so that's quite a mechanical and reverse engineering process to make sure that those cfc gases are trapped and that that cfc gas is treated properly because that's a ozone depleting gas you know when we look at our old fluorescent tubes and the energy saving bulbs that we used to use and uh, they have uh, mercury and cadmium and so on them like they again that material has to be recovered through a, a process uh, and we you know have very good uh, treatment processes uh, here in Ireland to make sure that we're extracting these hazardous materials and making sure they're properly being recycled.
0: Yeah, and Is that work I was uh, interested in asking you around that, is that work that takes place in Ireland, the actual recycling of all these materials? Is it stuff we have to export elsewhere uh, in the world to be done?
1: No, this is the nice thing about having a national compliance scheme. You can gather all of the volumes together and get a decent economic volume of materials. And as a result, then, we've been able to support indigenous uh, industry here in Ireland. Uh, and we've seen a great growth of electronic recycling and light recycling facilities here uh, in Ireland. So most of our material we bring back to an operation partner, KMK Metals Recycling in the Midlands. They're based in Tullamore and Kilbegan. And they really do a reverse manufacturing on on the products. Um, So if I take all your small appliances, you know, that's anything that's like your uh, toaster, uh, small things like electric toothbrushes, uh, IT equipment. If you look at power tools, sporting equipment, even electronic toys, uh, some medical equipment, All those what we call small appliances, they can all be brought down and we have a a fantastic um, separation, uh, granulation, uh, using eddy currents to separate out different metals. Uh, We have floating tables to separate out copper from plastics and so on. And we end up with super quality fractions uh, that we can sell on, on the worldwide market. And then we also have another family-owned business uh, in the Thai Irish uh, Lamp Recycling. uh, And they take all the fluorescent tubes and the energy-saving bulbs. uh, They have a crushing process and an excellent system for cleaning the glass and cleaning the metals and then extracting out and recovering uh, the uh mercury and the cadmium and so on, so that goes for special treatment as well. Um, and then obviously the glass and the metals can be sold on uh for secondary use. Uh, so we're delighted to say that look, a lot of this processing happens here uh in Ireland uh, and uh, we are very much supportive of local
0: indigenous businesses. Right, so I mean, uh, you may have touched already on quite a few of them. I was I was interested in 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 asking you around what type of items that can be recycled. People mightn't be familiar, with but you've gone through. I mean, there's a hundred. What did we say? Nineteen million units of uh, products being thrown in every year. You've gone through some of them there. So parts of your electric electric toothbrush could end up being resold or repurposed somewhere else in the world, which is uh, which is amazing. So are there any kind of, are there kind of items that people mightn't be aware of, or or are, are, are that should be recycled more? It's just incredible how much
1: we have electrical appliances we have in our house at any one time. I think our latest studies have shown that, you know, we have somewhere maybe between 110, 130 electrical appliances in your house. So, look, every room um, you need to go and have a look and see what you have. Uh, You start off in your kitchen and all those kitchen appliances, uh, you know, it's it's. Just not the toasters and the big appliances, it's it's those electric carving knives, you know, and the list goes on when when you're in the kitchen of of those electrical appliances you have. When you go into your TV room, the remote controls, you know, then you might have a few uh, playstations uh, and not to mention the television itself. You know, when you go into, if you're fortunate to have a study and a lot of people work from home, you know, you've got the printer, you know, you have your own computer. Uh, the mouse, you know, and and all the ancillary parts that go uh, around uh, your IT, not to mention your phone, right? And uh, look, it's a big challenge for us at the moment, computers and phones. Uh, And our our recommendation is, look, to reset your phones. When you're finished with your phone, And there's there's definitely no second use value. A lot of people would hand down phones maybe to their children or to other people and, and they upgrade them. But if you do, don't do have a second-hand use for it, like it's to set this, reset the settings back to manufacturing. So clear out your, your personal data off the phone uh, and then have it uh, properly recycled. Make sure it goes back to an authorised collection point, which I mentioned. Does it? The electrical retailers, anybody who sells electric appliances will take back their old electrical appliances from you, Are the local authorities. And the same with computers there. You may just need to go back to a reputable a company who will do data destruction for you uh, and if you want to be fully confident that you don't have any data on your computers but there is a there is a big hoarding of of electrical appliances particularly the phones and the computers people are nervous about but having those recycled but then you go into your shed and all your gardening equipment you know that that protect the electric mower or electric strimmer you know if you look at all your power tools those electric drills, uh, you know it's it, again we just really get the message out to everybody anything with a battery or a plug is in a household electric appliance and it should go for proper recycling and to reemphasize you know the freedom you know the reason you're doing this like it's 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 we we don't all get an opportunity uh, to do our little bit for for the world we, we've heard a huge amount of about climate uh, change and Look, what what can we do uh, and and resources, you know, the limited amount of resources that we, we have in the world. And look, everything, every small thing counts, you know, um, and you know, we've been getting the message out there. Be be an, an e-detective, e, e you're know, encouraging the children to go around and check to see if there are any old appliances left in the old drawers or in the attic or in the, in the sheds uh, and to, to bring them to the local recycling center or to your retailer. You know, just to stop that hoarding we're we're awful people for just, you know, I myself was very guilty. I had a microwave yeah, that I had changed. The other ones, I just kept it for years, you know, and eventually then I, I sent it for, for recycling. So, you know, to stop that hoarding effect and get that material back out there working, because the materials are, are precious. You know, we only in this world, you know, have enough materials for, for probably, I'd say, as, as I say, we need at the moment, two, two and a half worlds to keep us going, maybe heading towards three. So they have this, what they call resource day. And it, the average resource day in the world is around about uh, the month of July, where, look, if we were to live in a sustainable world at the rate we extract resources out of the earth, we would have to stop extracting uh, by the month of July. That's, that's the level of consumption the world is going at but it gets worse if we look at Ireland we're a very affluent country and we like our products and our electronics uh, in Ireland and our resource day would be uh, someday in April right so if Ireland was to continue and the people of the world were to continue to absorb and demand and use electrical appliances uh, as often as much as we do uh, then we would have to stop production in the month of April to to have a sustainable a volume of resources for future generations so obviously, we don't we keep producing it so that is why we need to gather up this material and get it back so you're getting this material back for future generations so that make sure that future generations can enjoy these electrical appliances and this kind of lifestyle that the, we've got used to that there will be resources out there for for their generations uh, going forward
0: so yeah you make a it- a compelling case for why we should be doing this. and So if people are are, are listening and going around their their appliances, going around the rooms in their house as e-detectives, and we know it's free for them to recycle all this stuff, is there enough uh, places where they can bring it? You're happy there's enough places or is it a one-stop shop or are are people concerned that they have to bring things back to where they bought them or uh, what do they need to know about where they would if they did an entire kind of audit of all this stuff? at home, you can bring it to a one-stop shop and there's enough of those locations, that we think? Well, first
1: of all, you can go onto the We Ireland website. Uh, that's uh, And we have a map uh, on that uh, website where you can look and see where are the local facilities for yourselves for the take-back. So you can check your local authority site. You can check what local retailers are near you where you can drop your lighting, particularly back into the hardware stores, where you can drop batteries. Now, when it comes to batteries, look, every corner shop uh, sells batteries. Every supermarket sells batteries. They all have the We Ireland battery box there, and they will all take back your uh, batteries. So no matter where you buy a battery, if you get your packet of four AA batteries and you have the old ones there, you just drop them back to to that particular uh, shop or retailer where uh, you purchase them from the same goes with your larger electrical appliances there's uh, most big towns have an electric store uh, there are many kind of groups out there from power city to expert to Euronics, to harvey norman uh, to currys to sound store they're all big brand names out there dotted all around the country uh, and all those stores will they they participate in the we take back program Uh, And they will all take back your electronics uh, free of charge. No purchase required. So it doesn't mean you had actually bought that appliance from them in the first place. Uh, You can just pop up to store, say, I have an old electric appliance here. And can I just drop it into your collection point? Uh, And then obviously the local authorities, it's very important. If you are going to a local authority and say you only have electronic appliances in, in your car, to let the person at the gate know it's only electronics. They know it's free. To enter the recycling center for uh, just uh, products when you've got electrical products okay and uh, just no charge for dropping off your electrical products uh, in the civic immunity sites the recycling centers so yeah the, the, it, we've made it as, as as easy as possible and as convenient as possible uh, for the members of the public there's a probably a combination of around about 400 to 500 large drop-off points but there's even more than that when I add in the, you know, when you look at the warehouses, are the hardware stores which do the power tools and the lighting. So if you're going back to a store, it's just a store that sells similar products. So a lighting store will take back lighting, hardware stores will take back your tools, an electrical household electrical guy will take back your other household electrical equipment. Uh, so just make sure it is a similar store to what, what, what you have, the product you sell but they're all very happy. There's no purchase required. So you don't have to have either purchase or make a purchase when you get there. You can just drop them off.
0: Okay. And so we're, we're obviously taking back in a lot of this stuff, but there's presumably things that people still just throw it in, the, in their black bin. Is there, you know, are there, are there obvious items? People are just not getting that they should be bringing recycling centers. They're trying in the black bin or what becomes of them at that point? Are they just straight to landfill Then There's no, uh interception on, on large electrical items once they've gone into your household black bin is there?
1: Yeah, this this is one of the biggest challenges we have um is the take back of small appliances, right? So uh I think there's something like around about seven percent of the world's gold is still sitting in in small appliances uh, all around uh the world. Um so when you kind of take that stat into account, you realize kind of the importance of of, of this take back and, and, and having to re- recover it. So the key message we have out uh, for the public at the moment is think about those small appliances that you have around. Uh, it's too easy, really, just to say, actually, look, it's it's only a electric toothbrush I'll I'll throw that in, in my waste bin my black bin like once it goes into that black bin it, it's gone most black bins the waste general waste bin that we all use uh, is going directly into kind of incinerators or directly into a, a landfill that there's not much sorting going on on those particular uh, items so we we do a, it's a requirement under the legislation and we do require for the separate is the separate collection of, of these materials so we do rely on the public making that effort to to go and drop them off at, at the respective uh, collection uh, points. But the, the small appliances account for nearly 50% of, of, of tonnage. Uh, we're only taking back around about 30 odd percent of, of small uh, appliances. We have an EU target of 65% overall. Uh, so that there's a lot of work to be done on the take back of small so look we just asked people to think twice before they they throw a small electrical appliance uh, into the into their black bin that look maybe they should think of having this uh, recycled. But a lot of uh, the retailers are doing now at the moment uh, when they are delivering a large household appliance They'll inform the customer that, look, uh, if you have small appliances, we will take them. So there's a variety of different opportunities you have for the take back of of small appliances um, in relation to participating in uh, just the reverse logistics or dropping it back to your retailer. We also organize special day events uh, throughout the country. We'll have done around about 50 special day events uh, this year. And that's where we we set up in a a region in the county where there may not be good facilities for take back. There may not be a a retailer or there may not be a local authority site there. Uh, And we'll hold a special day event uh, once a year, uh, usually on a Saturday between 10 and 4. It's well advertised in the local paper and radio. Again, it's free to drop back and at those events, we tend to get a lot of small items, which is great. People make the efforts to bring back uh, their smaller appliances at, at those particular special day events. So look, if you don't have a CA site or a retailer local to you, again, just keep an eye out uh, on our website. It's well promoted both in the national paper, paper or the local papers, as I say, but also on our website of where those special uh, events will be. And it's generally kind of one in your area uh, a year. We, we do a rotation around the country. Uh, on, a, on an annual basis. It's a bit like the, the circus coming to town and uh, pe- people have got used to it on an annual basis. Uh, we weren't able to do it unfortunately during the, the COVID period uh, so we had a break there for a couple of years but we were back out there this year again and uh, we had a very successful turnout for the public. So I think there's a, there's a lot of goodwill with, with the Irish public at the moment just in relation to doing and uh, participating in in, in electronic recycling, uh, and we're very grateful for the effort that the people make, especially on the the special day events and everything else. Um, and we do appreciate the the effort that they made. But you know, you can you can take a good, I suppose, brownie points out of it to think that look, you are doing, even though it's a small part, you are doing your small part to a bigger picture, and that like we talk about, we do you know thirty eight thousand tons here worldwide there's like 55 million tons of this material goes on the market every year that's predicted to grow to 75 million tons uh by uh 2030 uh, and like not only do we need to start having this recycled in europe but to, to grow the, the concept that the european parliament have come up with in, in europe and to expand that into other countries so In the WE Forum, um, we have established what we call E-Waste Day, uh, which is coming up shortly now on the 14th of uh, October. Uh, And that's where we're getting out an international message worldwide uh, to have materials uh, recycled. Uh, There's about 100 odd organizations involved uh, spread over uh, 70 different uh, countries. And uh, it's a real kind of global effort to create awareness among the people of the world. Not to mention the people of Ireland and the people of Europe uh, that look at the importance of electronic recycling, uh, and that we need to get good practices in and and, and good setups. And I, and I believe it will happen. I, I know as a child, you know, we never did any glass recycling, and now there's very few people would ever think of just throwing the glass into their general waste bin. It, we're all well disciplined and we're all well focused on making sure that we bring our, our glass back to the, the glass bottle banks. And I think the same has to apply for electronics. It has to become a, a normal practice for us all to say, look, this is what one has to do. It's part of, of, of everyday life uh, and that uh, we must bring both our electronics and our batteries back for recycling.
0: Yeah. and The message is don't, don't throw the the leftover gold uh, nuggets into the black bin there. Yeah. Uh, and all those other qual, all those other metals that, as you as you said, and and uh, resources that are that are so precious. But, um, uh, I was wondering also then as well. Uh, we, you know, there is this thing you hear people often complain about. You know, that stuff isn't uh, uh you know, as good as it used to be, or last like it used to. Or stuff was not made to last like it used to. Uh, just in terms of the overall consumption of, of goods, do you think is there enough being done to? To to manage that or to, to make things last or are manufacturers doing their, their, their bit there?
1: Yeah, well what you're touching on now is is the whole circular economy and our own government came out with new circular economy legislation which is very much putting uh, the focus on manufacturers to one, make more durable products, okay? to make more eco-friendly products, more energy-efficient products, Um, and then to make the products uh, more repairable, okay, so that, look, when they break down, there are spare parts, uh, and you have the right to repair. There's a great website called Repair My Stuff, uh, which will identify all your repair agents for all different products, not just electrical but furniture and other products like that as well. Um, and it's a great initiative uh, to promote the repair of items. So we, we move away from this throwaway society into uh, repairing the products. Uh, and then you have the next phase really is, can you reuse it? Like, is there somebody else you can uh, give your product to? Uh, is there a local uh Facebook uh, page or whichever where you can promote that you have a you know, spare uh, electrical television that's still working, but you've upgraded yours uh, and you're happy to give it away for your charge if somebody wants to collect it and so on. So promoting just the, the, the reuse and, and extending the life of the product before it actually becomes what we call waste. You know, that's where we, we we use the word we. Uh, and uh, look, but once there is genuinely no, Extra life, or you can't extend the life of that product. Then to make sure it's properly recycled with an authorised recycling scheme like We Ireland and the collection points. So yeah, uh, the durability of products, the the manufacturers in the electronic world have done extremely well in this area. If I, if I even just take lighting. Uh, when we started uh, the scheme up in two thousand and five, most of us were on the old incandescent bulb, and we were swapping that bulb out every three or four months. Uh, you know, then we came into the energy saving bulb, which was using less electricity and lasting much longer. And now we've moved into the LED, where we have a fantastic eco-friendly, hardly uses any electricity and lasts virtually a lifetime, right? Uh, so the industry has responded to making long, durable uh, products and will does continue uh, to do that. The challenge we have is, look, Technology is moving so fast and we as the consumer are demanding the latest products. So we're all looking now for the smart TV that does everything, right? We don't want to have the the little box that does the uh, the, the channels and everything else. Like, you know, uh, we don't want a sound bar. We want it in the television. We want the television virtually be a computer so we can download all our online movies and everything else. So it's actually the consumer a lot of the time is actually creating the demand of the shortness of technology look at your own phones how often do we want to upgrade our own phones because the next phone has a better camera and so on so the consumer has also you know participated in this continuously upgrading and changing of your product because they are demanding it it's not necessary the producer in theory, you were saying like, you know, it's not making durable products. They are. I'm sure your old phones, I'm sure your old Nokia phone that we all had back in the day is probably still working if you take it out of the drawer. It's just that, look, it's no camera on it and it's no apps on it and whatever else. So, so look, there has to be a balance between consumer behavior, right? Uh, the producers for sure have to do better and will do better. And and we've just recently started promoting and supporting a new education program for repair engineers Uh, we identified that look most repair engineers around ireland first of all we can always do it a lot more and two they're aging right Uh, so we need to get a a new generation of engineers out there so we started up a new initiative along with the white goods association uh who's affiliated to ibec uh to look at a training program and um So we have our own uh, Minister for Climate Change, Usheen Smith, was out there uh, with our facility, you know, promoting uh, the benefits of it and looking at the importance of repair. So we're putting a lot of emphasis on repair in this new circular economy uh, to look really at how you can have your product repaired. I know myself, I just recently got my own dishwasher uh, repaired, even though it's nearly 10 years old at this stage. I hope we'll get another couple of years out of it after uh, repairing it. So that's what, what what the industry and what the circular economy is all about. But what we're here, we Ireland, is to make sure that, look, when it does come to its end of life, that we we have it properly recycled and we get those resources. Uh, and we maximise the take back the resources. Those facilities I was talking about earlier on, you know, uh, the importance of having a very good recycling facility is the better the quality of recycling, the better the quality of the resource materials you know, the more materials that you can get out there and sold into the, into the market. Uh, but we can't do all that good work unless the public make the effort to bring it back to us in the first place.
0: And it's interesting, isn't it, that the, the type of behavior changes we talk about sometimes in these areas are are not radical new ideas they're, they're things that are in the collective memory from uh only a generation or so ago people used to get things repaired a lot more than they do now and it's just kind of it seems unusual not normal behavior now but it's not that long ago since it was so yeah so i guess just to, to, to perhaps finish then leo on this one that you mentioned uh the consumer there uh and we're often looking and talking on, on the podcast here about Fixes and solutions, and how people can get involved, and and the bits that they can do, because everybody can can make a you know put a drop in the bucket of the problems that we're all trying to uh, grapple with and solve when it comes to the environment and climate change. So, I guess would your message be that this is this is one really good way you can you can do your bit?
1: Absolutely, like small things matter, and every small appliance that you have in your house, if we get all of those back, uh, it makes a massive difference. All those small batteries that you have around the house, we get all of those back, uh, it'll make a difference. So think of the small things and the small contribution you can make will make a big difference, both here nationally, European, and globally. And lucky you know, that e detectives just encourage people to get somebody, be an e champion, uh, both in your organization, if if, if you're uh, in, a, in a working environment, uh, try and find an e champion. Um, and if at home, uh, maybe one of the kids will become an e detective and an e champion, and uh, just really encourage that the family, the community, uh, society, in, and sporting people to 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 participate. You know, we are just looking at just the whole kind of take back of electronics, you know, and and the promotion of of electronics and create the awareness uh, with. general public and we have a new school's battery program that we've just started from the 1st of October and there are lovely there's six prizes of 2,000 euros each for sports equipment for primary schools and secondary schools we've broken the categories into large medium and small and the idea there is that look the kids will, will will embrace the challenge They need to collect a minimum of 10 We Ireland battery boxes. That's around about 50 kg of materials. Uh, And then they need to just go and work not only with the school and with their families, but with the local communities, the sports clubs and so on, uh, and gather as many batteries for that school. Uh, The competition runs from the 1st of October to the 1st of or the end of April Uh, And then during the month of May, we will collect all the boxes uh, from around all the schools and we will announce the winners before the year end. So that's just a small example of some of the initiatives that people can get involved in uh, at local level all around the country uh, and participate that one, particularly focusing on batteries. But the other one is really to look at the small electronics and uh, make sure they're recycled. We're quite good at taking back, obviously, the large appliances because if my old dishwasher here does eventually come to its end of life and I buy a new one, like I'm not going to leave the machine hanging around too much. So it's very handy and easy for me to hand that to the delivery guy when he arrives. But the difficult part is if I go online and I buy a new appliance, but I, I still have my old appliance sitting here, that's where we need the people to make that effort. And that's where you can do your bit for the environment.
0: Right, so be an e-detective yeah, and don't be dumping uh, all that precious uh, resource into the bin. Leo Donovan, uh, CEO of uh, We. thanks very much for talking to us today and best of luck with, with, with that work. Thanks a million for listening and if you enjoyed what you heard, feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.